Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at the third part of a series on how you motivate yourself to exercise and the key to it is by going tiny, by doing ha- picking habits that are so small, you can't not do them. And last week, we talked about what are the cues to get you to actually go out and do the tiny habits that you had set yourself up to do. So if you want to set yourself up for success at exercising, I highly recommend that you listen to the last three episodes of the Making Fitness Funner podcast. Well, this week, I I was listening to the radio about three days ago, and I had to laugh because my wife and I, we absolutely love the Olympics. We we watched way too much of it. I suffered sleep deprivation for two weeks because of the Olympics, uh, actually because I didn't have sense enough to quit watching them. I'm just amazed at these world-class athletes, at all the different things they do and how well they do them, and the years and hours of dedication that they put in to get this done. So I was listening to the radio, and the DJ said that they had done a survey. I looked it up, and they surveyed just a 1,000 people, so it wasn't a big survey. And they asked them, do you think that you're fit enough, that you're in good enough shape to participate in an Olympic event? And 40% of the people surveyed said, yes, I am fit enough to participate in an Olympic event. And it was 60% men that were delusional and 22% women. And I say that because when they said 40% said that they could do this, I look at it and say, what Olympics are you watching? So because these people are absolutely incredible. I watched the end of the 10K swim, and it only took them twice as long to swim 10K as it takes most people to run 10K, which is unbelievable. These people are incredible. Now, what's the reality? In reality... of Americans, uh, young Americans, can't get in the military because they're not in good enough physical shape. The average American spends nine and a half hours of their day completely sedentary, and 82% of their leisure time is sedentary. So, eight out of ten minutes you are absolutely sitting on your backside watching TV and probably the other two minutes you're going to get a snack or use the bathroom. At least I know that was me for the last two weeks when I was watching the Olympics, so I probably did not help these statistics at all. And I just want to throw out that I also looked up and it said the average Olympic athlete works out at a high intensity level, not at the moderate that most of us work out, but at a high intensity level, about 20 to 30 hours every week, instead of sitting on the couch watching somebody that worked out 20 to 30 hours every week. So that being said, how do we really stack up? Well, from 28, 2008 to 2018, the percentage of people meeting the exercise guidelines set in the United States and the, the exercise guidelines are that you do some type of moderate exercise five times per week and that two of those include strength training, which is not a, an extreme amount. You know, you're only asked for 30 minutes a day, five days a week, and that went up by 32%, which seems really good. 
Unfortunately, it only went up from 18% to 24%. So three-fourths of us still do not get in the amount of exercise or the amount of activity that we need and exercise that we needed in a week. And yet 40% really think they could make the Olympics. And unfortunately, although the number of people exercising enough went from 18 to 24%, the obesity rate also went up 14% to 38.6%. So more than one in three of us is obese. So that's kind of disappointing. I mean, it's like, you wonder, did they just walk to McDonald's and get a shake? So that being the case, our exercise is going up, but unfortunately the, the weight is going up and we don't exercise enough or most of us don't exercise enough etc so it, it just makes you want to say well i just give up you know should we just stop and not worry about it because it seems like it's just too overwhelming and if you look at the exercise excuses they are incredible but there really is good news and this is where i hope to encourage you and hope to make your fitness just a little bit funner when they looked at meta-analysis studies, and a meta-analysis study is they take every study that's good enough to meet their criteria, whatever they set the criteria up, so you end up with sometimes hundreds of studies, and then you kind of compile all the data from them together. So it's not just this one little study of 20 people. It's hundreds of studies of hundreds and hundreds of people that you get the information from. And one of the things they found is that exercising just a thousand calories per week gives you a 30% lower chance of dying from any cause, which to me sounds pretty cool to, to get a 30% greater chance of living. But, you know, a thousand calories, what's a thousand calories? Now, I will say a thousand calories of food looks a lot less intimidating than a thousand calories of exercise. Um, you can probably go get a large shake somewhere and get close to a thousand calories of food. But a thousand calories of exercise, how do you know when you've exercised a thousand calories? So to put it in perspective, it takes about a hundred calories to walk a mile. I mean, that's just an approximation. So if you walked two miles, then you would have burned uh, per day five days a week, you've burned your thousand calories a week. Most people walk somewhere in the neighborhood of three to four miles an hour. Let's just say that because you're doing this for exercise, you're going to bump it up some. So you're going to hit the maximum on there. It's four miles an hour. If that's four miles an hour, you get two miles in 30 minutes. That's your 30 minutes of exercise. So if you just did that 30 minutes of exercise, and also at some point you need to do 30 minutes of weightlifting two of the days, but we'll get into that on another podcast. But if you do that, you lower your chance of dying from any reason by 30%. In addition, you're going to lower your blood pressure. You'll get about 4.6% higher HDL, remember that's the healthy density lipoproteins, and 3.7% lower LDL, which is the lousy density lipoproteins, and a 5% reduction in your triglycerides. Now, all of that sounds good, but as the infomercials would say, but wait, there's more. People who exercise the recommended amount also reduce their bad days. And it says poor mental health days, but we all know what they mean. You, know, you just have a bad day. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed and it doesn't get any better. You just, it's just a bad day. 40 
3.2% reduction in poor mental health days. And that relates to about one and a half days every month that you're not going to have the bad day. And, and we've all had people, you know, I'm just having a bad day. So it would reduce that. And all these positive benefits are from 30 minutes a day of a moderate walk that's three times a week for the walking and two times a week you need to do some kind of strength training. Now it can be something as simple as a body weight circuit uh, strength training doing you know, some push-ups and sit-ups type things or it can be where you're actually using weights or I mean it can be Olympic powerlifting if you really want it to be but whatever it is you need to have two times where you're increasing your strength in addition to the cardio that you're doing. And what I'm talking about, the, the walking, and I said to pick up the pace a little bit, what you want to be able to do is 50% of your maximum intensity, which really, if you can, if you're walking with somebody, if you can carry on a conversation with the other person and you're not huffing and puffing, you're probably about right. If you are going to, you also want to be going the speed that if you're listening to your headphones, you can't sing along with the music without having to take some extra breaks to breathe that are not breath breaks in the song. So you really don't have to be working out at that high of intensity level to get these extremely good benefits. So let's try to tie it up and say from last week or from the last couple of weeks, as soon as you finish your evening meal, as soon as you finish dinner, you go put on your walking shoes. That's your goal. Now, did I say you had to go walking? No. But a lot of times if you put on the walking shoes, you'll think, well, I've already got on the walking shoes. I might as well go for a walk. Um, if you've got someplace easy, like walk up and down your driveway, or if you can walk uh, around a track that's local. Um, but if you can start doing that, use that as your um, habit, as your tiny habit. You might start getting in your two miles of exercise. And if so, that's an extreme bonus because remember, all you wanted to do was put on your shoes. So anyway, I hope that's something that will make your fitness just a little bit funner for this week. And we will see you again next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.